0: Hey, I'm glad you're with us here on Minnesota Now. I'm Emily Brighton for Kathy Wurzer. On the show, we love to talk to local artists about their influences and inspirations. Our next guest is a comedian making waves in the Minnesota comedy scene, both on her own and as a member of the comedy troupe Indian Way. Let's listen to a clip.
1: My dad was also um, really fond of shopping. It's not like a used grocery store. It was on the salt, so not used, but like maybe the cans of food like fell off of a truck. Or maybe they were like almost expired. Maybe they were expired. I don't know. They had no uh, labels. You had the food. Maybe are really interesting. My dad would be like, oh, it's just put the can when I don't see it. It was like a Russian roulette with unmarked canned food. Right. But we had that. I remember one specific lunch that I had um, that was hominy and pineapple chunks. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, what the hell? It could be worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trish Cook spoke with host Kathy Wurzer earlier this week. Trish Cook is on the line. And Trish, I'm so happy you're here. How are you? I'm
1: doing great. Thank you, Kathy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And as we say in Anishinaabe, miigwech.
2: Thank you. Thank you for being here, too. Say, I suspect this is a question comedians get a lot, but have you always been funny?
1: It depends on who you ask, probably. Um, I would say to (laughs) my friends, yes. I wasn't a class clown or anything, but to my friends, yes. My family is probably really annoyed by it, but they they're accepting, they're accepting of it.
2: Well, take us back to your childhood, right? You're a South Sider. You're from uh, the South side of Minneapolis, as am I. I am. So what was it like growing up on the South side back in the day?
1: I loved it. I had um, very unusual parents. Uh, We had a house near the Parkway, near Lake Nokomis. um, And my parents always really encouraged us to make the entire city our backyard, basically. And it grew up at a time where kids were able to do that. You know, it's not, that's why I have a lot of funny stories, actually. Um, But we had a lot of um, freedom to, you know, go in the the creek. We call it the creek, the Minnehaha Creek, uh, go to the lake. Um, We lived by bus lines. So for 20 cents, I know I could take the 14 downtown um, because my parents were one of the very few Native families to own a house in the city. Um, Our house was kind of a stopping ground or a landing place for folks coming into the city um, from reservations or other native communities. And we always had people coming through. There was no loss of conversation or strangers or strangers at the door that you found out later were your cousins that you hadn't met before because our families are so big. (laughs) It was great. There wasn't a better place to grow up than Minneapolis in the 70s and 80s for sure. It was
2: a blast. Completely agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, So you and I were talking off air. My Native friends who went to Phillips Junior High with me in South High were hysterically funny. I mean, a lot of self deprecating humor. The put-downs were very creative, very funny. And and I bet that might surprise some non-Native people. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: I think so. I mean, and I think it's important to remember, this is going on a serious note, that people don't really expect to know Native people. Like, we are... The minority of the minorities right which is kind of a misnomer because we're not really a minority we we're indigenous to this land we were here first we you know we went from 100 of the population to less than four two percent maybe so people don't really expect to know us to have us as co-workers or have us in school as a schoolmate or potential partners or whatever um so i think there's a lot about native folks that people still don't know and i think our humor is one of the tools that we have used for healing for survival i mean if you can grow up in poverty for a lot of times or have other social issues affecting you and your family and still find in that dark like a place to laugh it's so good it's just it's something that just brings light to so many situations and we're we are really good at it. I don't know how to explain it when people ask, but I know it starts with laughing at yourself first. Um, it's not to put down other people. It's to bring out the funny. And it's usually something that is a little light, really dry and just cracks everybody up.
2: Yep. Yep. And go to, go to Trisha's show to understand really. Cause, cause yeah, it please will be do. a good lesson. Yeah. Um, because, and I'm trying to think of, gosh, the native comedians, uh, on stage, I mean, I'm just thinking of Williams and Ree. It's the only ones that come to yeah. mind. I mean, who were your comedy role models?
1: Well, Charlie Hill, of course. Yeah. And anytime Charlie Hill was around, I was lucky enough that I had parents that would take me to see him. I got to meet him personally. I mean, he was the guy. I mean, there was nobody else on the national scene. And now we've got you know such great people like the 1491s that are very instrumental in reservation dogs. Dallas Goldtooth is an amazing um, actor and writer. We have Tanya Joe Hall coming up, and then you know the guys that I work with, I adore. They're like cousins to me, John Roberts and Rob Fairbanks. They're amazing. So it's it's fun to see and it's fun to get out there, um, and we have a blast doing it. You,
2: you mentioned. Uh... Reservation Dogs, Res Dogs. Does mm-hmm. that did that show help you guys get more gigs, do you think?
1: I don't. I think it makes people a little less anxious to hire us, right? Like, I think that they're like, if it's going to be like this, okay. There, there's going to be more swearing than a normal show, but people will like it. And, you know, we've been doing it together as a trio for our Indian Way comedy uh, for just over a year now. And, I mean, we've been selling out shows and just having so much fun and people are responding to it. It's so fun to have a predominantly Native audience, Native people coming out, getting dressed up, making a night of it, having an event. And we are getting together to have fun and to laugh. And we've had Native and non-Native people tell us that, like, wow, there was really something happening. And it's just, nobody's getting hurt. We don't punch down. We don't do that kind of comedy. And it's really, if you want to see three people making fun of themselves and their families, we're, we're your show.
2: Okay, let me ask you about your act. What topics do you normally cover? I mean, you mentioned your parents being unusual. They've got to be part of it.
1: Yes, my my mom and dad are definitely, and if I don't do enough bits on my mom, uh, I hear about it from everybody because everybody loves to hear about (laughs) Mrs. Cook and how she parented in the 70s and 80s and uh, what was going on. And she, I mean, I could probably do an hour just on her uh, but I'm also blessed with uh, three sons, so they make it into the bits. Everything I do is really personal. It's about my mom, dad, my kids. Um, I do some about dating, but, you know, that's actually not that hilarious yet. So there's... <laughs> oh, but it uh, could be. It <laughs> no, could you're divorced. You're <laughs> divorced. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm not right. married and dating. No, I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly uh-huh. yeah the whole dating thing could be could be really rich ground to plow though
1: right right but it's also funny to have a kind of uh, a funny enduring kind of salty mom who all the other you know native you know guests that we have in the seats like they get because they've seen that mom or that's their auntie <laughs> like they know her <laughs> they, they know her and that's I think the best compliment that I get after a set
2: I love that. Now, Trish, I ask all artists on the program, who or what is inspiring you lately?
1: A lot of it is my dad. Uh, My dad, Lee Cook, passed away um, during COVID, of COVID. He always made me feel proud of being Native. He would always go the extra mile and say, um, you know, they look pretty or is beautiful. Because again, Native women didn't see Native women in ads or advertisements. And he was really supportive of my academics and art. Uh, And, you know, one of my favorite memories of him is when I was doing a show at the um, House of Comedy. And he drove from Red Lake down to the House of Comedy to watch me do a five-minute set and drove back. Like, that is some love and support to do that, right? Uh, And I've been able to take some of his stories and his parenting and make it laugh. I have a bit that I do about his funeral. and I can do it now and it's fun and it's funny. And I've had other comments from folks saying, oh my gosh, I haven't laughed like that about death in a long time. And I'm like, okay, then I'm doing my job right.
2: Not exactly a fun topic, no, as you know, Trish. Yeah,
1: It's not. But if we can laugh at it, there's there's something good in there, right? I think right. that gets to that Indian humor again of how we can laugh and find humor in those things. And I, I'd like being able to share that with folks.
2: Do you feel your dad's still with you when you're on stage sometimes?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think his response would be like, well, what the hell? Of course people want to hear what you have to say. Like, I don't think that, but I, <laughs> that's what he used to tell me. And I wish he could be here to see what we're doing now, but it's he's he's present in it for sure.
2: So NDN Way, Johnny Roberts, Rob Fairbanks, when can we see you all again?
1: We will be back at the House of Comedy this coming Sunday, uh, April 23rd at seven o'clock. And that is a real seven o'clock not Indian time, seven o'clock. They, they start their
2: shows early on Sundays. If you had a magic wand and you're going to wave it, where do you want to end up? You know, what is the ultimate goal? Oh, my gosh.
1: I love my day job and I love what I do. And the folks that I work with, I do. I, but if I could do comedy and writing full time, that's what I would want. And if I could bring John and Rob with me, that would be even
2: better. Okay, we're going to cheer you guys on then. Yay, All right. thank and you. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. That would be fantastic, too. Oh, oh, my gosh. Thank you,
1: Kathy. We sure appreciate oh, it. Oh,
2: Trish, it's been really fun. Thank you so very much for the conversation. Thank you
1: so much. Hope to see you on Sunday. Have a great week.
2: And that was
0: Kathy Werzer talking with comedian Trish Cook. Her Ojibwe comedy trio, Indian Way Comedy, will perform Sunday, as you heard, at the House of Comedy at the Mall of America at 7. That story was made possible in part by the Minnesota Legacy Amendments Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. You can find more stories from our North Star Journey series at mbrnews.org. And here are just some news you can use. Residents of southern Minnesota will soon have a second area code option, with 507 numbers poised to run out in the next few years. The Minnesota Public Utilities Commission has approved 924 as an additional area code for the region. And that's it now for Minnesota Now. I'm Emily Bright and Kathy Wurzer will be back tomorrow.